Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning and good morning. Good to see you guys on this beautiful Monday morning. It is so good to see you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Newcomers, returning comers, hello, hello, hello to you. And good morning to you. Welcome to another episode of The Breakfast Show with Marisha Lachey. It is so good to be here with you guys. You could have been anywhere else, but you decided to be with me and come and see me this morning. And it is a pleasure that you chose me. Thank you guys so much for your constant support and always tuning in every morning. Meanwhile, you all know I got to go ahead and give thanks to God who's the head of my life. Father God, thank you for waking me up this morning and starting me on my way, God. God, I just ask that today be a productive day. Already trusting and believing what you are going to do. It's a two-day work week this week, God. I am starting off the first day of this two-day work week, and it is going to be amazing. God, I'm trusting in you. God, I ask for the forgiveness of my sins of omission and commission. But I am definitely thanking you for everything that you're going to do this week. Trusting in you, believing in you, God. God, you touch my family. Keep us covered, God. For those who are traveling, be with them, oh God. To and from, God, just be with them. And just let the Thanksgiving festivities just take place this week. And let us have gratitude in our heart and in our attitude and in our actions, God. And all these things we ask you, Son Jesus, and we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Just giving thanks for family. Giving thanks for another holiday that you are still alive and still here the holidays into thursday but this week we're gonna lock in on that gratitude despite what message i'm coming i'm just coming with gratitude about everything because when i think about the goodness of jesus my heart cries out and i'm just so 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 thankful okay i'm up here looking like the homeless child and got this hair together honey i feel like a celebrity okay it didn't gave what it was gonna give okay shout out to essence laying his curls down okay laying that hair down that girl got that hair laid okay teamwork make the dream work meanwhile definitely just want to whew, just give thanks moving forward so you guys i am the host marisha lachey of this awesome awesome podcast show i want to give a overview of what the breakfast show Marisha Lachey is all about it's a continuous marathon that has been monumental in the woman that I am being molded to be it all started 3 a.m meetings um being productive with my father we just wanted to achieve some goals in our lives as we were just working our way up and just being productive each morning as we was getting a meeting we were building in the midst of us building I began to add thought-provoking questions and I needed a platform to be able to create an audience to ask these thought-provoking questions too, which is how The Breakfast Show with Marisha Lachey was born. It was born from me asking questions and later developing the idea to be able to have a show outline in what I'm doing right now, which started four seasons ago. Okay, I don't take it for granted because I am celebrating this it is my ter my terrific two, okay? Two years in the podcast business. This is my fifth season as well. So I have two things that I'm definitely celebrating. You know, with this show, it happens four times out of the year in months that have 30 days. So you have November, April, June, September. Those are months are my jams, okay? 
I pop up, I bring great content, I bring great energy. Man, we in that thing. I'm in that thing and I'm stumping. So what I also like to do is to set some goals. Would it be in my two year? Which I will share a little more later on. But furthermore, I like to provide a countdown of how many more days we have in a month to go as far as for being able to have the podcast on. So today is day 21 of the breakfast show with Marisha Lachey. And we have nine more days to go until we become to the end of the month of November. So with that being said, you guys, let's go ahead and segue right on into our mental check-ins, which is when we check in with ourselves to see how we are feeling mentally as it is a start of a new week. Excuse me. Ultimately, it ranges from a scale 1 to 10, 1 being the worst day of your life and 10 being the best day of your life. And can you be below and above on this particular scale? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Nobody can tell you how to feel. If you feel led to share, please do so as I am getting ready to share how I am feeling. I am a solid 9.5 this morning. Wish I could definitely get in another nap or something, but I know that today is going to be great. It's going to be productive and I can't wait to see my students and my colleagues. I'm just definitely excited for what God is bringing in my life and what he is going to do. But that's where I'm at. I'm a good 9.5 this morning. Drop those numbers, like, share, comment. And let's go ahead and move right on on so we can jump right on on into today's message. And today's message is alopecia isn't hereditary. First and foremost, a lot of people have never heard of alopecia. What is alopecia? I'm glad that you guys asked and I'm glad that you guys are wondering. Well, for those that do not know, I want to share with you guys today. What is alopecia areata? This is a disease that develops when the body attacks its own hair follicles, where hair grows from, which can cause hair loss anywhere on the body. Is it contagious? No. Alopecia areata. Okay, it's how it's pronounced. All right. Ball patch. Many people who develop alopecia areata develop a round or oval ball patch on their scalp. Many people who develop alopecia areata are health otherwise healthy. They have hair loss and sometimes nail changes, but they remain in good health. The hair loss tends to be unpredictable. Hair may regrow without treatment. This happens more often when someone has a few ball patches. When the hair regrows, it may fall out again or it may not. If alopecia areata affects the nails, you may see dense ridges or brittle nails. Some people develop red nails. Okay. When does alopecia areata usually begin? It can begin at any age. However, most people develop it during childhood or their teens. About half of them see their hair regrow within 12 months without treatment. When the hair regrows, it may never fall out again. It's also possible to have unpredictable cycles of hair loss and regrowth for years. If a parent has alopecia areata, will a child get it? If a parent or close blood relative has or had alopecia areata, a child has a greater risk of developing this disease. While the risk is greater, not every child with the increased risk risk will get alopecia areata. Research leading to new treatment. 
Because hair loss can greatly affect a person's quality of life, researchers continue to study alopecia areata. Much of this research focuses on develop other effective treatments. This is giving new hope to patients, especially those living with widespread hair loss. Dermatologists are conducting much of this research. If you are an adult with a widespread of alopecia areata, your dermatologist may talk to you about the possibility of joining one of these studies. The types of alopecia areata. When talking about treatment, your dermatologist may mention the type of alopecia areata that you have. The main types are alopecia areata, which is alopecia is a medical term for bald. Areata means patchy. The patchy baldness can develop anywhere on your body, including the scalp, beard, beard area, eyebrows, eyelashes, armpits, inside your nose, or ears. Alopecia tolerance. The person loses all hair on the scalp, so the scalp is completely bald. And then you have alopecia universalist. The person loses all hair, leaving the entire body hairless. This one is particularly rare. You can see pictures of some ways that alopecia areata can affect the scalp and nails at alopecia areata signs and symptoms. So with that being said, we have a quick recap of what are the types of alopecia areata. You have the uh, alopecia areata, alopecia tolonis, and then alopecia universalist. Universalist. Okay, so if you have the alopecia areata, you can find patchy baldness um, anywhere on your body with the in these particular areas, the scalp, the beard area, eyebrows, eyelashes, armpits, inside your nose, or in your ears. Alopecia tonus, which is the person loses hair on the actual scalp, so the scalp is completely bald. And then you have alopecia universalis. That's the person who loses hair um, leaving the body entirely hair, hairless, which is the rare form. And I want to touch a little bit more about um, it being hereditary in regards to passing this trait down to your child. So I have another article to share with you. Um, so we talked a little bit about what alopecia areata is, but I want to provide a more deeper understanding as it is a common autoimmune disease that results in the loss of hair on the scalp and elsewhere. It usually starts with one or more round, smooth patches. It occurs in males and females of all ages and races, but onset most occurs in childhood. Approximately 6.8 million people in the United States and 147 million worldwide have or will develop alopecia areata at some point in their lives. And alopecia areata, the affected hair follicles are mistakenly attacked in groups by a person's own immune system, white blood cells, resulting in the rest of their hair growth stage. These affected follicles become very small, drastically slow down production, and grow no hair visible above the surface for months or years. The scalp is mostly commonly affected, but the beard or any other hair-bearing site can be affected along or together with the scalp. Some people develop only a few bare patches that regrow hair within a year. In others, extensive patchy loss occurs in a few. All scalp hair is lost, referred to as alopecia tonus, 
or hair is lost by the entire scalp referred to as alopecia universalis. No matter how widespread the hair loss, the hair follicles remain alive and are ready to resume normal hair production whenever they receive the appropriate signal. In all cases, hair growth may occur even without treatment and even after many years. What does the Natural Alopecia Areola Foundation do? They have an actual foundation which is geared toward raising funds and awards, uh, research grants to study the cause of alopecia areola to develop effective treatments, and to seek a cure. They also provide emotional support through personal contact and written materials to help those with alopecia areola and their families. They act as an international center for alopecia areola information. They are also the co-sponsors of um, the international research workshops on alopecia areola with the National Institute of Arthritis and Musculoskeletal and Skin Diseases of the National Institutes of Health, NIH, conducts ongoing public awareness programs and nationwide campaigns to educate about alopecia areola, organizes an annual patient conference, educates state and federal officials on the need for fair insurance laws and great environment uh, sponsored medical research, provides brochures for doctors to give to their patients. Um, Yes, yes. So we want to drop dive in into alopecia areata hereditary. Yes, it's hereditary. It plays a role. Alopecia areata is a polygenetic disease, which requires the contribution of many genes to bring about the disease, as well as a contribution from the environment. However, most children with alopecia areata do not have a parent with the disease, and the vast majority of parents with alopecia areata do not pass it along to their children. There is no way to actually calculate the risk of passing it on to children because alopecia areata is a complex disease, which contributes to risk from several genes. Scientists believe that there may be a number of genes that uh, predispose uh, certain people to the disease. It is highly unlikely that a child would inherit all the genes needed to predispose him or her to the disease. Even with the right or wrong combination of genes developing alopecia areata, it's still not a certainty. In identical twins who share all the same genes, the concordance rate is 55%. In other words, if one twin has the disease, there's only a 55% chance that the other twin will have it as well. This shows that our that other environmental factors besides genetics are required to trigger the disease. The exact environmental factors that contribute to alopecia areata are still being worked out. Okay, so with that being said, I hope that you guys learned something in regards to alopecia and the three types of alopecia. Okay, so you guys just wanted to remind you guys of two things. One, please be sure to click that link in the bio in my podcast, I'm sorry, in my profile. Of this post right that is for two reasons one to expand my listening base because I need your help to make it to a, a thousand listeners and two to make sure that you like and share with a friend so I can continuously my global movement of being able to get into other countries I'm currently at seven countries through different platforms turn up turn down for what and I want to keep that going but I need your help for those two things, and I believe and I trust that you would definitely provide your support. 
And with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. That is the close of the show. I will be back again tomorrow, same time, same place. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a marvelous Monday. Thank you. Bye.